Welcome to SBCA's Lumber Connection Podcast, where we discuss today's market and explore tomorrow's trends. Here's our host, Molly Butts. Hello and welcome to Lumber Connection. It's the week of February 13th, 2023, and I'm in the studio with my regular experts, Justin Binning and Ken Timmons. Both Justin and Ken are from American International Forest Products, or AIFP. Welcome to the podcast, gentlemen. Hey there, Molly. Hey, a happy belated Valentine's Day to you both. I hope you had someone special to spend the holiday with, whether it was a significant other or maybe your favorite lumber buyer. I heard somewhere that a truckload of number two makes a great gift. Yes, (laughs) yes, it does. (laughs) Good. Well, let's get started on what's happening in the lumber market right now and maybe just give us a recap over the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I think really throughout the country, weather's kind of been the hot topic, right? Or maybe no pun intended. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, the cold topic. It's we things were just kind of steady and moving along and prices kind of moving up and everything felt pretty darn solid. And then kind of had this round of weather definitely throughout the South. Obviously, the largest consuming states. We all know this time of year north is it's weather's always a factor, but yeah, it just kind of put a spoke in the wheel. And then we rolled into this week and it was just kind of a continuation of last week. So kind of le- lethargy in the market, but I think we even touched it on our, on our last podcast too, that this wasn't out of the realm of expectation. Now, weather aside, there was a good five, six week span of lumber that was getting bought and purchased. And you had a good segmental buy throughout the industry. How much more momentum could be behind that, we weren't quite sure of. And I think there was a lot of my my personal, my belief was, I thought we were probably going to ease off the gas pedal. And that's what we've seen. So was weather just part of the deal or was if it was sunny in 75 and all across the US, does it still hit the brakes? Possibly so. The word digestion phase is being thrown around. Sure, fair enough. Wood got purchased and most folks, I think, feel pretty good about their inventory positions across the board. They're cautiously optimistic about the remainder of the first quarter and going into the second. But that cautious part really over is the overwhelming factor in how they go about purchasing their lumber. Cautiously. So what does that mean? We're going to buy. They bought when they felt like the price was right. They made their purchases. Now they're hanging. Is there good business that we feel we see out there come this spring? Absolutely. But I think we're going to enter a stretch here where we've got kind of a, a pause and we'll see, I think, a retraction in pricing and a lot of items. I'm not saying it's a, a huge amount, but I do think that there's some overall weakness that's going to prevail. Ultimately, the supply will outweigh the demand in the short term. As we inch closer to the end of March and into April, I think we probably will switch gears again because there's, like I said, from what we can kind of feel and see, there's a fair amount of business out there. And I don't think that the overall industry has the lumber purchased for what has to get done. Overall, things are still good. But again, I think cautiously optimistic is the feeling in the market right now. And yeah, I think that we'll... uh, We'll see a little bit of price adjustment here. And then I think we're going to be probably making another run. Okay. Ken? Yeah. Out of the West, I'd say very similar, but a touch different. Digestive is the best way to describe it. As almost every month for the last 12 months have been, taking a quick caveat, at American International, there's a 
I don't know if you can call it a tradition or a piece of our culture or whatever it is, but one thing that we love here is breakfast burritos. We love them. And often we send one of the rookies to go pick up 20 of them and we dish them out and everyone's having a burrito on the floor. Normally happens about 930, maybe 10 o'clock if it's a late day. On those days, I skip lunch. But by the time dinner rolls around, I'm hungry again, right? Just because you had one big event doesn't mean that it's inevitable and it's holding you over forever. The lumber market's kind of acting in a similar fashion. We had a big buying event, like Justin was saying, a few weeks ago, about three to six weeks ago. Quite a bit of lumber was built near the beginning of the year at that market lows. And really, that took place because the prices were extremely low, way below where really they should be. And coupled with that is some mill curtailments that took place. I think cord stock is one that's kind of hung in there and hasn't gone for a huge run. Therefore, I don't really see it coming off. Web stocks, one that I could see maybe coming off a little bit here coming up. Well, and like Ben was saying, economy, right? It's like, yeah. it's like $15 or something. Right, yeah. It's <laughs> the price of cardboard. Lows, this last round of market lows, the quote-unquote bottom was like, that is the bottom. I don't see us getting back there from where we were five, six weeks ago. At least um, not the first half of the year. Correct. Yeah, yeah. That's actually a really good stipulation there. In the coming three, four, five months, I don't see it going there. What happens after the 4th of July and Q3, Q4 really wouldn't be appropriate for us to make a call on that for the purpose of this podcast. Digestive, I do think, at least in the West, I don't see as much of a reason for price corrections. I think there's more demand to support the current market levels and higher market levels than there is a need for suppliers to address the market. Really, order files in general out of the West are March either the week of 3.6 or the week of 3.13. They're really extending out there. And I know for a fact, there's quite a few users of lumber products that are going to need to buy before then. Every day that goes by, we get quick closer to the spring building season. And that is nationally the hot part of the market for lumber products. So in general, I think maybe we see a little blip of price correction product to product. But overall, I think it's a great time to be participating because prices still are super cheap. They're not where they were five weeks ago, but all things considered, it'd be like driving up to the gas pump and paying two bucks a gallon. That's pretty good. Is it the buck 50 we were paying? No. But is it the six bucks we were paying? Absolutely not. So it's not a terrible time to fill up the tank. That being said, I haven't seen anybody, any um, consumers of product take big positions on anything. It's been smaller, more frequent buying. And more frequent, we can put asterisks around that because the last few weeks has been lower activity. But no one's filling a big shopping cart to pack the fridge and the fridge in the garage. And we're good. We don't need to go to Costco for six weeks. It's not that kind of shopping experience. People are going to the local grocery store three times a week after work right now. But I think it's very healthy. It's a good time to be in the market. I think demand is getting ramped up everywhere. Even my customers who are telling me that the world is ending two months ago. Those people are proud to report that they're getting more sales. They have more demand, maybe even expanding their labor force because they could use a few extra hands on on the manufacturing side or or forklift driving or we need a new shipping guy or whatever it might be. But I think it's a very good time to be participating. Any lumber buyer can definitely have peace of mind in knowing that the risk of getting burnt is very minimal and the opportunity of making good money and leveraging your inventory profitably is immense. 
Okay. So you've both talked a little bit about supply and Justin, you specifically brought up the curtailments that we were seeing before. Are though are some of those places coming back online or are you guys still seeing that kind of activity? No, no. To answer your question there, not at this point, but you bring up another good point, right? I, I think we're still in a highly volatile time and there's markets are driven a lot of times by emotion, right? So again, it's like you, you sit here and say, okay, 15th is does the industry have wood covered to get them through spring? We feel very comfortable in saying no, right? We know Ken pointed on it, right? We went into the end of the year, thin inventories, year end, want to keep it lean and mean. You had inventory taxes in certain spots throughout the country. People like that was kind of the feeling, right? We go back, dated our podcast. That's the funny thing. We're recorded. So you can go back and listen. It was like, what is that right? Well, yeah, we said we're probably going to see, we feel very strongly that we're going to see a buy happen the end of the year, right before Christmas or right after the new year. And that's what happened. Now, to sit here and say, do I think the industry has wood covered for the next four plus months? No, I just don't see that. But again, that cautious approach, there it doesn't also feel like there's the need that they have to do that right now, right? So there's no fear still really of price, right? We're pretty desensitized still from price. You get a curtailment in notice, which is not out of the question, again, from a major sawmill. I would feel very confident that would be enough spark to shake the herd from laying down in the pasture again and start moving together. And once it starts moving, they all hop up together because everybody, I think, is going to be short to some extent <clears throat> on where they need to be through March or, excuse me, through spring, right? So still a lot of emotion, still highly volatile. And um, I think you would definitely see a reaction with some notice like that. CNBC published this morning, home builder sentiment in February improved by the biggest amount in a decade. So up seven points to 42, according to the National Association of Home Builders. That's big news, right? I mean, absolutely. that's dating back since September, the largest monthly gain since June of 2013. As much as like, so want to talk about negative, what's, oh gosh, this and that and gas prices and inflation and rumors of World War III, like all those things set aside, the market is still very good and builders feel very good about how they've restructured their business. The major home builders out there have had to restructure the business. The lowering of prices is getting them back into the game where they can go back into the market and build a product and get a lower price point to entice new home buyers even with a higher interest rate. But again, we're still getting this, we're getting the sifter out and we're shaking it out to see kind of where really we lie, right? In terms of pricing, we've been crazy high, we got crazy cheap. Where is this platform that there's an equilibrium, right? Between costs and labor and the supply chain has gotten better, products are moving better. So again, we're gonna do 1.6, 1.7 million starts, no. And we do, it's going to get really crazy again. But right now where we are, where I think we're setting a foundation and a price structure, and if it's, I, again, I don't want to sell the numbers because I don't want to get in trouble, but we're setting a level of balance of trade right now. But that balance of the trade allows the builder to go about their business and how they structure and how they build and how they can build price points that will attract new home buyers. So they're figuring that out, i.e., this publication that you see for February, where they're starting to feel good right. about the direction they're going. 
Yeah, that's one of the things that I look at, too, as we prepare each time we're going to record is just understanding what sort of the rest of the world wants to say about the lumber market. Obviously, as insiders, so to speak, we have access to publications that the average Joe wouldn't care to read or find interesting. But I like to look at some of the other major news outlets. So I think it's interesting that you pulled that. I feel like there is quite a bit of, I'm going to say good press out there right now about the confidence in the home building market and in just in general in the building sector. I guess I have to wonder where that will actually land us in the long run, but it's exciting. And I think you guys touched on this in your last podcast a couple of weeks ago, the demand is still there, right? We still need housing. Nothing about that has changed, even if there's fear in the market. So right. it's good to hear again that you guys are experiencing people still needing and buying and getting excited about more business coming online. And not that I want to hear people are having labor issues, but it's if you need more people, I think that's a good sign that things are starting to strengthen again. So that's very good. Absolutely. And I feel so confident, feel super blessed that I get to be in this industry. The timing you know, of it, right. To where I actually know what I'm doing, at least on some days, because we all know we went, we were, we're battle tested, right. I mean, you guys that have been in this longer than the 20 years or so, I mean, you've been through a lot through the rise of the boom to the crash to our kind of industry, great reset. Right. And now we were just kind of hitting our stride COVID hit because we're going to, we're going to sell a lot of lumber and build a lot of houses regardless. COVID was this added big catalyst for sure. Yeah. Like gas, right. Tons of gas on the fire. And anyways, and so we saw what that did and now we're just kind of, we're still there, but to your point, right. We didn't build nearly enough for almost a decade and a half to where we needed to build. I mean, we're just, we're underbuilt. So we're still playing catch up and we're going to play catch up for a long time. But the next 10 years in our industry is going to be robust. Not to say that we're going to have some grinded out moments, but the overall is is vibrant and healthy. And uh, we should all be very thankful that we're all, we're all going to have a really solid stretch of time in, in our industry where we're going to be busy. And I think labor will get better. And I think a lot of things will start to ease that'll make all of our lives a little bit easier to do our jobs effectively and efficiently. I don't think anyone's going to be sad about that. (laughs) No, for sure. Hey, I'm here for it. If we're part lumber trends and part motivational speaker, I'm all in on you guys. Well, as we do bring this podcast to a close this week, what advice have you got for our listeners as we head into the next couple of weeks? Well, I'm going to steal Kenny's. That's why Uh-oh. I just jumped in quick because he was ready to talk. I saw the stash moving, but he said it earlier, great opportunity, right? Like so many, when we get in these lulls or we get in a quote unquote correction type period, everybody just kind of literally runs away and hides. And it's like, oh, I don't need anything. But at the end of the day, it's like, no, you do need something. And there is a time in the near future that you're going to need it. I would say be forthright in what you're trying to achieve with your business partners and your suppliers. Let them help you get positioned properly so that you're not staring at on the sideline when the herd moves and the best time to strike was when no one's striking a lot of times, right? You'd be the first to beat it. Take advantage of the lowering cost as you average in from your other low costs that you purchased. Yeah, maybe you're still working through some higher price wood from the end of the fourth quarter. Okay, great. Keep going, right? Average in these prices right now. Get yourself situated for the first six months of the year. I think that's the play right now. Opportunity is here, right? The ability to purchase wood, get what you want when you need it. And again, historically, at some really good prices. 
Well, I think this, as we wrapped up, really reminds me of our live podcast in September at BCMC. And one of the things that I know Larry Dix talked a lot about is building those relationships. So I like that we're kind of bringing that back into focus. And I love the idea of understanding everyone else that's in your supply chain and understanding the people that can help you, that can be the expert on the product that you need to make your trusses and use them, right? Utilize that that knowledge and utilize that expertise and make sure that they're helping you get as far as you possibly can. So I love that. And I think with that, we'll wrap up. So that does wrap up this episode for the week. Justin, Ken, thank you so much for your continued expertise and enthusiasm and motivational speaking. And as always, I've enjoyed our time together. I'll be at brief and look forward to the next installment of Lumber Connection. Thanks, Molly. Thanks, Molly. Thanks, guys. This has been a Lumber Connection podcast by SBCA. If you have a question you'd like a guest to answer on a future podcast, send it to podcast at sbcacomponents.com.